Hello. Today, if you're joining us, it's a great day. If you want to learn more about buying and selling land, then this is the best time. Uh, today, we have a guest who spent many years uh, working with people to buy and sell land all over the country. And so if that's something you want to learn about, um, th this podcast is for you. Uh, but first, our unreal stat of the day. Uh, and this blew my mind. Uh, there are 1.9 billion acres of land in the United States, and 40% of those acres are completely vacant. Uh, so I, I want to introduce you to our guest. His name is Jamin Yerger. He's an expert in finding rural and vacant land, um, parcels that are often underutilized or people think they're no longer needed. He's an expert in finding them and buying them. Uh, Jamin, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Kyle. Nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. Uh, so let's just jump into it. Let's talk about that number. Uh, 1.9 billion acres, 40% of it is sort of vacant. And people, I think, often aren't even thinking. Usually they go to buy or sell a home. Uh, they're not thinking about just land. Tell me about that yeah. market and why it excites you so much. Well, there's lots of it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's great. Um, and it's about 47%, actually. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Still Still pretty, still pretty close. That's a lot of land that's not being utilized. Now, mm -hmm. within that stat, that also might include things like parking lots, um, okay. warehouses, right? You know, like an Amazon warehouse is quite large, but people don't live in it. Um, right. But um, there's a lot of, and then within that stat is agricultural and um, desert lands, uh, governmental use lands, and then residential and commercial as well. So it does expand the whole thing. So it's a huge number. And why I'm into land specifically, one, um, there's lots of it. And I think the market is more stable in land than, than you know housing and stuff. And I think that's become self-evident in the last, what, two years? The housing market is crazy at the moment. And uh, the land has really just kind of been even. Yeah, I've, I've seen that as well. I mean, unless you're talking about places like, um, I think, you know, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where, you know, it's like the That's national parks. That's always been parks. a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's like a million bucks an acre or something crazy yeah, just for the land. So, yeah, I mean, just wild stuff, yeah. Okay, so, all right, so let's talk about this. We, we, we often have a lot of clients that uh, they're buying land either for, they have a dream. They want to they want to build their dream home or something like That's that. That's exactly it, absolutely. Or... They're doing um, like commercially, like they want to build mobile home parks, which in the United States, from a zoning perspective, I understand, could be a pain because people often, you know, the, the NIMBYs, they, they don't want the mobile home park next to their, you know, million sure. dollar home or whatever. So yeah. tell me more about that. Like, what are you seeing in the market? Um, are, do you, are most of your customers a consumer or are they, you know, investors trying to buy and build things for, for profit? Well, I kind of go across the whole gamut. You know, I have... Mm -hmm. Uh, a certain section of my properties that are more tailored to a, 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 an end con just one consumer, just being one person with a dream, as you say. Um, investors that are looking to maybe do a multi-residential property on it, like uh, apartments and stuff. Um, yep. And that all just comes down to different type of zonings and the properties that I have. So, to answer your question towards the, uh, you know, the trailer parks, you know, we find with the trailer parks is. I'm having a lot more luck with that type of stuff more in the West, in California. Okay. Um, San Bernardino County, Kern County areas where that type of need is is being um, 
is being more like catered to because of yeah. growing property concerns and stuff. Um, I just actually sold, bought and sold a property that was right next to uh, a mobile mobile home area, and then another two point five acres just right next to it. That's like a perfect candidate for for an investment, mm. and that's what this this person did. So they just took it over. The water has been brought there, electrical, yep. utilities, everything's there. And to get the proper zoning, being that one already exists there, is mm-hmm. quite quite easy. You know, a little bit easier. It's, yeah, it, yeah, it's going it's going the opportunity. You know, and also tax base. Yeah, it's funny. I I would assume that um, California, because the cost of living, the cost of property there is so insane. Um, you know, people think of like mobile homes as as maybe one of the original of like starter homes or affordable homes. And it's Absolutely. interesting to me to, to hear that in California, in particular, where the 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 problem of pricing is so acute that they've actually opened up a couple opportunities for for mobile home parks there. It sounds like. Well, it would be because. Well, we're not talking like downtown San Bernardino or, yep. you know, Los Angeles. We're talking going past the mountain range, right? Yep. Uh, Los Angeles West, San Bernardino North um, into the more desert areas and stuff, which is mm-hmm. there's lots, lots of land out there, which is yep. uh, I think a lot of people are really not aware of. You know, same thing with like New Mexico as well. You know, you got Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Everything outside of Albuquerque is kind of very open to different type of type of zoning opportunities and what you can do. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the properties out in those areas will be mobile home esque, whether it's a modular, okay. which mm-hmm. would be, you know, the two parts could be on a on a concrete foundation at all just is in, you know, in reference to the local zoning codes. Does it need yep. that? Um versus, you know, a, a more modern mobile home, which is kind of what you picture is the longer ones, right? Um mm-hmm. that might not need a concrete base, you know. But they still ask it to be, uh, you know, they call it permanent in nature. Um, okay. You know, so you just can't just wheel it off. But then sure. what's really interesting in some areas, like California City in Kern County, they're opening up opportunities of mini homes, which is really exciting for, for investment opportunities. These so are like the tiny homes? Tiny homes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they're opening up uh, three special economic zo- economic zones for that. And... From there, they can do mini homes. They have different requirements. They can be, you know, as small as uh, 700 square feet, or, you know, 500 square feet. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's really, really interesting stuff. And you just have to kind of search out to different areas and what, what they're looking for to expand their, you know, city taxes and opportunities for the residents in the area. That's awesome. So that, that reminds me, this idea of tiny homes. I, I have a couple friends that are in this space, and what they've been doing is going to areas like this um, and b- building out almost like small parks, but but only putting them on Airbnb. So there's specifically oh, yeah. like an Airbnb, almost like park or space, um, and they kind of cater to that market. Have you seen that? And if so, what, what does it look like in the past? Um, I have not seen it personally, me, like me doing it or anything. Yeah. Um, I know of it and where that would be uh, a property that they own outright and they subdivide it, right? Mm-hmm. Or or the plot is already big enough and they bought off, let's just say, the, the different sections. So then they kind of control that area and they can do what they want with it. Well, if it's in an area with an HOA, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe within certain city limits, they have different type of convents and, and regulations on, you know, the Airbnb items. You know, 
it yeah. all depends on what, what that area is. But I would say that that opportunity is like finding a, a nice five acre plot, subdividing it if you can, if, if uh, the local area allows you to subdivide down into like, would say one acre each um, yep. and then throw in tiny homes on it. So then it becomes, as you say, you know, you make a little cul-de-sac for yourself and there's like one, two, three, four, five. Yes. That's and what they I've can seen. just kind of choose, like cabin esque, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the ones I've been seeing, it's like uh, they're using these A-frame prefab uh, cabins, yes. and yeah. they're putting them in a, almost like a semicircle around either like a small water feature, like a you know man-made pond, or yeah. you know a campfire sort of place. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's almost becomes like it's like a mini commune. Uh, you can yeah. rent it out with your buddies. You could you know there are a lot of things you could do. Uh, yeah, that, cool. That's fascinating to me. Um, okay, so. Let's you know. Let's talk about the, the the biggest misconceptions. As as we've talked about this, what I'm hearing from you is like, there's zoning. You got to think about getting the water out there, getting the electric out there. There's infrastructure that has to go around this. And, and you you know, connecting with someone like you, it, it sounds like it can really help somebody to get over that that hump. But let's sure. talk about that a little bit. What are what are some of the the basic things that someone has to think about when they're buying a piece of land? Uh, this is totally foreign to me. Right. Well, as you mentioned, you know, people have a vision. And when I'm selling a piece of land, I'm trying to cater to that vision. So every area has its own thing for it, you know. And when you're kind of thinking about what you want, you know, the construction, you know, is it going to be an off-grid cabin or is it going to be a luxury custom home? Is it going to be a place where I just go hunt and I don't need utilities at all? you know, or fish mm-hmm. or whatever it is, or just run my ATV um, out there, which is very popular, like in, you know, Western, in the Western part of the United States and desert areas. So, you know, the first thing you got to think about, in, in addition to your vision, you know, be very clear about what your next step is, right? What are you trying to do after that is what's the next part of your vision? If it's a luxury home, you're not going to have, you don't want an outhouse. So you have to figure out, is it a septic? Is it a well? Right. Yep. And uh, or, I'm sorry, septic. Well, is it public connection to sewer? Um, do you have public connection to water? Uh, electricity. What's the ne- where's the nearest electric pole? And can you get that service in? Uh, is Internet important to you? Uh, I'm a guy who's been working kind of a nomadic lifestyle for the last 15, 20 years. Internet's very important to me, you know, so being up in the middle of the woods, uh, to work and not being able to get connected to something is <laughs> is, is uh, yeah. terrible for me. Um, yeah. Especially if there's no like 5G even that. So that's the kind of thing you need to think about, you know. And if you're also looking in the property and you're thinking, wow, I got 10 acres here. I really want to subdivide that down and I'm going to like cut it into four different pieces, 2.5 mm-hmm. acres each and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You still have to look into zoning and seeing what's their minimum acreage because it might only be five. So A lot of people will sometimes buy a a 10 acre, uh, cut it down into two, sell off the other and keep the other one for themselves. Right. So then they can say, well, you know, this helped me pay for some of the things I'm going to do, but that would be looking into, into your zone. So like to recap, you know, in addition to your vision, you really want to know what's important to you is, is, is it public water versus needing to dig a well? Is it, you're going to have to have a perk or some type of test before you can verify if you can have septic. Um, and if you can't, you know, then that property is going to be very hard for you to put a house on. Then 
if you want to live a more easier life, have a have some type of public sewer connection. And then finally, so, just electricity. Oh, sorry. You know, how, can you get something there? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, I may have skipped over this. So so explain to me exactly, you know, you're an expert. You're doing this every day. Yeah. What is it that you do to help people to figure out these challenges when they when they buy or sell land? So when they're looking and they're approaching me for land, I usually have all this stuff already mapped out on my website. You know, it says what it is, what it's supposed to do. Now, no, and purchase, say the website. Oh, I'm sorry. It's uh, AmericaAcres.com. Awesome. AmericaAcres.com. Okay, go ahead. Yep. So they go there. I have that all listed out. So if it's going to be septic, if it's going to be this. Now, um, I don't put everything on there, you know, like who they connect with and stuff and how much it's going to cost because that's a that's a legal liability. And also then people will sometimes then be like, oh, well, it's like $1,500 on here to connect to the water, but it's actually this, you know, because yeah, right. with, those, with those local connections, you need to hire contractors and stuff like that. So what we do is we first put all the information on there. When someone approaches me and they say, look, we're really interested in this property, but, you know, I really need to find out more about, like, the septic system or, uh, or you know, like, how much does it cost to connect to the public water? Because, again, this is vacant property, meaning that, there is a sewer pipe. There's water at the street, maybe for this property, but it's not just, you can't just put your property on there and be like, I have water. Someone has to right. still, you have to subcontract a contractor, get out there, dig that hole. So then the, the city, county, or local township can come out and then connect it for you. Connect so that, it. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, at that, in that, that, when we get that far, I say, hey, I can go and give you some recommendations of the area, you know, that I know. I always mm-hmm. recommend people to also get, three or four more quotes and not, not just use me. Um, you know, I have no skin in the game because I don't, I'm also not a contractor. <laughs> I just say, yep. Hey, I've worked with these guys before, or I've gotten quotes from these guys before. I always suggest go and get four more, do mm-hmm. your homework, have a conversation. Do you get along with them? Well, you know, stuff like that. So that's usually how we help them after that. You know, get them through title, and we go through all that process. And usually after that, they're, they're happy, happy campers afterwards. And how much do you typically charge for that? I charge nothing. It's just a part so, of work. As part, so is it that you're uh, sitting there as the land owner, typically? Oh, I'm the, I'm the, I own all my land. I'm an investor. Okay, so you're an investor. And through your website, you're selling this land out to whoever, whether it's a uh, consumer that wants to build their dream home or it's Absolutely. someone that uh, is an investor trying to do mobile Absolutely. home park, parks. Yeah, that. okay. Exactly. Or commercial or home builders or, yep. you know, like air construction people, contractors. Yep. Anyone. So awesome. my it's... position, my position is I, I've done all the, you know, I, when I buy these properties, I have a vision of what another person's vision should be. Right. Yes. And uh, that, that doesn't, I'm not putting words in their mouth, but when I look at something, I go, hmm, I really see this as an ATV getaway. Um, they may never put a house on it, you know, and mm-hmm. all they're going to do is mm-hmm. just going to go out to this property here. They're going to camp. They're going to throw up some tents and their trucks, and they're going to ATV in around. That's it. So I, I calculate what that, you know, how much I can buy it for and what that cost is going to, you know, for me to sell it, you know, so you know, a property like that, I would only sell for under 10 grand because depending on how large the plot is, of course, but to give yep. you an example, you know, I say 10 grand because they're never going to put a house on it. It's, it's kind of an expenditure, which is kind of, um, uh, you know, an add on to their life, you know, so it has hmm. to be low enough for them to move in. 
So I do all the due diligence before I buy properties. With you know, I mean, they have clean deeds. They've gone through title. They, um, I get all the specs specifications. You know, the zoning. You know, what is septic available or not? Water. Where's the closest electric pole? The corners. I even do video of all the property myself. So before they even buy, they can just get on a video and look at it, and with a drone shot and everything. So that just all is done as a part of my my company culture. You know, that just yep. happens. So when it gets to them and they see a property for ten thousand dollars, it's just ten thousand um, dollars. Or in addition, if they're going to go through title, you know, then there's title fees and stuff, everything else like that. You know. Got it. Got it. No, that's helpful. Well, so we also have, is, we also offer oh, finance as well. I'm sorry. Oh, amazing. So if, if, okay. Yeah. So yeah. So 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 you know, I want to buy a piece of land that you have. Uh, whether I'm a consumer or I'm doing it for commercial reasons, you offer financing. Yes. And how does that financing compare to you know? Right now, we're seeing all this this crazy news around very high interest rates. I assume that we have some of the same issues um, getting a loan for land. But how does that compare with buying a simple home? How is it different? How is it the same? Let's see. Um, well, usually buying a home, you're going to go through some type of bank, right? Um, <laughs> my properties, uh, for the most part, are about under forty thousand um, dollars. Okay. I don't have a lot that there are above above that. In fact, I have none that are above that at the moment. So, you know, I'm doing something called owner carry. So I self finance the property, and uh, there's there's two ways to do it. One is you know I self carry, meaning that I carry the loan itself. So I'm putting, you know, you're going to give me it's a ten thousand dollar property. You give me two thousand dollars. We're going to finance the. $8,000. And I usually have a maximum of 48 months. Right. And, but, okay. um, and the interest rate that can vary. Um, I always tell people if you can get a loan from the bank, you're going to do better off than working with me over four years. Right. Cause I'm self-caring, but I do offer also at the same time, if they want to pay it off in 12 months, I do it as a, a same as cash. Okay. So there's no, there's no prepayment penalty. No, none whatsoever. So mm -hmm. I, I usually do all do those type of things. So there's some customers who go, look, I just don't want to shell ten grand, and I go, hey, no problem, we'll do twelve months, same as cash. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and then at the end, you know, you'll get your title insurance and everything, and so like the last payment, we'll put it in the escrow, and we can put it through title because a lot of the properties that I buy usually um, are people looking to do something with it. So mm -hmm. title insurance is very important for that where if you're just looking into desert squares a lot of people go i don't need title i'm just i'm just gonna be just driving over it and stuff like that so you know that's just the additional fee at the end to make sure that you know to pay for the escrow and the title insurance and then you know we're all done so that would only be the additional fee on the 12 months same as cash kind of financing that we offer and then like i said then there's other plans where go you know i need something that needs to be a little bit longer 24 months, 36, 48, I go, great. And I can kind of plot them out all the different options. We, it's a, it's a, it's a conversation. We don't really have, you know, dead set numbers where it's, it's just this, just this, you know, if okay. someone is like, look, I need to work, I can only put in a thousand bucks and I want it out for 48 months. And I go, okay, you can do that. And if you get more money, we always encourage you to, to pay as much as you can. If you get a whole lump sum of money, actually that just happened with a, a client with mine just about uh, two days ago. Uh, she just went and paid off her one property. She's financing three properties with me. She's oh, wow. like, look, I want to I get a trailer on this one. 
I just want to pay it all off. So we just went through the, the escrow and, and title and she's got a title for that place and she just decided to pay it all off. Amazing. So um, this is so different from what we usually um, you know deal with. You know, at Unreal yeah. Estate, it's almost, I would say, 90% of the time is people buying and selling a home, whether it's a big home or sure. a small home. Um, yeah. So they're getting a traditional 30-year mortgage often, or maybe it's something with an arm, uh, maybe 10% of the time. Uh, but what you're yeah. talking about is very different. I mean, 48 months or, or even paying it down in, in, in a year. Um, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, what is the, the biggest misconception about buying and selling land? Hmm. I think the biggest misconception about buying um, buying land and uh, selling it is, I think, the, the expectation about what it's worth and two about what you could do with it so you know for one man or woman you know the properties is useless and for another person it is very useful to them so it's really in the eye of the beholder and how how you encapsulate it and you know i use your website to sell all my properties and when I do Thank that, I, yeah, or at least at least where you, where you guys cover, and you know, the biggest thing is taking great pictures and creating that vision and stuff yep. like that. And like nine times out of ten, um, the the agents that work for a large large companies and stuff like that, you know, the the, the housing real estate areas and the big names as they were. Mm-hmm. Just maybe put up a, a Google satellite image, or yeah, you know, yeah. they take. They, um, they might be driving by at 40 miles an hour going click, 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 you know? And, like, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, and they don't want to give it the care because it's just, they think of it like, oh, this is just land. I'm not going to, you know, take any time on this. Well, yeah. Also because, because their motivation is, is 3% on one side. Right. And if they, right. or they can capture the 6% on both sides if they get yep. both. Right. So their motivation on a $40,000 property is just like, ugh, you know, right. I, I, I don't want it. So, when you put that care in it, the, the motivation changes for, for a lot of people. They go, oh, they can start a vision. I think that's the biggest misconception is a lot of people get on and they get on to a website and, and they look at all the land and just go, oh, I mean, I, I don't right. know what I would want it for, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's actually a really good point. I find that, um, first of all, not everybody has the type of imagination where they can look at kind of a square on a map even if it's, you know the Google Maps and they can start to imagine all of these different things. So unless you have that in mind or if somebody can really set it up the right way, it's difficult to get there. Uh, so I find that interesting. I, I find that um, in all sort of uh, online real estate, what we found is that pictures matter a lot more than people people think they yeah. do. Um, and video. So we're, <laughs> and video. Yeah. So we've been seeing a lot of video recently, uh, 3D um, using you yeah. know, so much tech out here now for, for 3D tours and things like that. And we always try to, you know, encourage people like spend the extra, like, cause we, we offer the service too. It's like spend the extra sure. 250 or 300 bucks and get some really yeah. good photos done. Trust me, it more than pays for itself. Um, because you know, that everybody's looking at all the stuff on their phone or on their screen Absolutely. And it helps you to really imagine it better when it's laid out for you in a, in a beautiful way. Um, yeah, so it's absolutely. Funny, it's funny you say it that way. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so let's see. I want to see if I had any more questions for you. Okay, so you already talked about it. You talked about how, um, you know, you've used, you've used us. So maybe we can get into that more. Like, it sounds sure. like um, a big part, since you've used us for so many of your sales, a big part of what you, you're doing is 
um, selling without a traditional real estate. We're obviously a brokerage, but we don't charge this, you know, those those fees. Uh, can you yeah. tell me more about that? Like selling land using an automated system like us, um, where you where you save uh, you, you you save on the commissions. Well, you know, it's it's kind of just not only the commissions, but it's it's the control that mm -hmm. you know your company gives me. You know, where um, I can or my team can upload the correct type of descriptions, they can get in the back end themselves and also changing and updating the product in real time is, sure. is also a, a big thing for me. And, and again, yes, a flat fee, you know, it's just like you put the money down, you pay for, you pay for the services that you need or you don't need and, or, or rather you just pay for the services you need rather and you're good to go. And so that gives you a lot of control and, and also the motivation of getting someone to sell it for you is, is really in your hands. You're not just putting it in some real estate person's hands and saying, well, I did, I did my part. And I, I kind of mentioned back to the earlier, especially from, from my property, you know, being under the hundred thousand dollars. And so it is like that. Gosh, I don't even know if you could find a house for a hundred thousand dollars, under a hundred thousand dollars now. <laughs> Nowadays it's getting tough. Yeah, but the point being is that you know a real estate agent has a little motivation or to go the extra mile um, sure. for that you know for that three percent as it were. So you know right. this was is a is a great thing for me because um, you know I have the most control over my product. Um, I have a, a very transparent fee, and, mm -hmm. and if I need the extra help, you're you're there as as you mentioned. Awesome. No, that's that's great. Um, all right, so to recap, it sounds like, you know, buying land ha has some real sort of peculiarities that are different from buying a traditional home. Number one, you've got to really think through all of the sort of uh, stuff we take for granted, the water, the yeah. sewer, the electricity, um, and connecting with someone like you who's selling this and can help you through that process can really make a difference. Uh, the other thing I'm hearing is that it's, it's an interesting space where because uh, the property requires um, – some imagination, um, mm -hmm. and also it's not priced so high. Real estate agents aren't necessarily incentivized the same way to spend the amount of time needed uh, to sell yes. that property. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and so to recap, um, perhaps you're—I didn't realize this until today—but it sounds like you're a particularly great fit uh, for for flat fee and and selling a home without that sort of traditional um, service. Um, yeah. And so, all right. So those are takeaways. Um, I really think now is the time. First of all, thank you for, for visiting with us today. Uh, pleasure, I've learned Kyle. a lot. Thank you. And we can do this again. I feel like we're going to get a lot more questions, and so I would love to have you on again. Um, I would love I, to. Awesome, awesome. I, I personally learned a lot, and I, I hope that um, our listeners did as well. Um, sure. So so thank you. You'll be getting a gift uh, in the mail for, for uh, being on. Uh, so look out for that. Um, nice. And now we're going to do the sneaker check. Uh, <laughs> I'll go first. Uh, this I is my favorite part of the show. Okay. All right. I'm going to go first and then and then uh, it'll be, be your turn. So today I am in the Adidas T-Rex. Uh, oh, do you not see him? Okay. Hold on. Let me give you, give you a good view. Okay. Yeah. There so, we go. All black. It's black, a, black, black, black. Black hiker. Um, I actually, we mentioned Wyoming earlier uh, in this podcast. I got these for um, a hike I did in Jackson Hole uh, in the Tetons. Oh, uh, nice. It was unbelievable. And after 20 miles, 
my feet didn't feel like they were gonna fall off. So I know that these are the some some dope uh, <laughs> hikers. Uh, also, nice. it's it's the weather in Chicago today is awful. So uh, oh, these are, these are usually what I wear when it's like raining. They're, they're Gore-Tex, they're waterproof, and they're comfortable. Yeah, they're all like around, my, all around shoe. All around. I have to wreck a pair of you know my favorite sneakers. Whatever. These these are the these are the all weather uh, joints. All right. So nice. what you got? All right. I just I've already taken off, but these are my mid uh, my mid Converse right. cream cream okay. and maroon maroon backs. I'm feeling those. Okay, they look yeah. like okay. So those look like a Chuck Taylor, but they're not a Chuck Taylor. Is that correct? No, they're they're called mids. So they okay. have more they have more um, cushioning on the tops yes. and everything else like that. And because yep. I I have another pair of just regular Chuck Taylors that I got in, when I was uh, living in Hong Kong. They're like beautiful different color nylon with a zipper oh, cool. up the back. They're just yeah. useless <laughs> <laughs> because they're not that comfortable. No, man, you're going to wear them one night out at the bar or wherever you're going. Yeah. And I was like, oh, those are cool. And you're like, I can't yeah. take them off. Yeah, yeah. I hate but, That's the thing with the ones like that. They look cool. And you're like, oh, I got these in Hong Kong. You can't even get these here. And then you walk home, your feet are bleeding. It's like, ah, oh, it's no Yeah, good. they're terrible. But these these are my my going out, my city shoes, you know, nice okay. and clean. I wear, you know, if I'm going to wear some, like, nice dark uh, jeans, you know, yeah. nice navy blue jeans and and these these are real nice and tight, and I, I clean everything. them obsessively. And then I have there my old, I have my I have my dirty chucks that I can just wear around. I don't care if they get dirty. Cool, cool. Thank you for sharing. Uh, and so, uh, last thing, let's plug the website, man. Where can people find you? Where's, where's the best place to reach you when people want to buy land? Sure, um, I'm at the three W's, of course, and uh, AmericaAcres.com. And uh, all my information's all my information's on there, and uh, my email sales at uh, americaacres.com. Yeah, so all my stuff is on there. I got property that's on there, and uh, even if you just want to just talk shop, I'm happy to do that too. Awesome. I, I'm actually I'm gonna take you up on that because I have some ideas. Uh, Great. I want to run past you. Uh, thank you for uh, joining the show, and we'll chat soon. You got it. It was nice talking to you.